quite possibly the best intro of all time, don't you think? I think that one was pretty special. Uh, over at the old uh, website this week, you will find some new videos. How about that? You will find videos of Septericore. They got some Space Quest, looks like. Some Zelda, Link to the Past. Eh, yeah, because that's a way better game than Ocarina of Time. I said it. Yeah, I said it. What are you going to do about it? Nothing. You know why? Because you know I'm right. Uh, here's, a, here's a fun one. Sailor Moon. Pretty Soldier Sailor Moon. Ragnats and Jade playing a Sailor Moon beat-em-up. What could be better? I don't really know. Do you? No, you don't. So don't even try. Um, we got some new episodes up of Big O. Um, oddly enough, I've uploaded nine episodes of Big O. One of them has been taken down uh, by the people who own the Big O show. And the other eight are just fine. It's a little strange. I'm I'm looking for a solution to said problem. Um, and once it is resolved, uh, it'll it'll go back up, and it'll be fine. I'm sh- hi phone. Welcome to the podcast. Great, nice to see you. Uh, yeah. going on at at the website um we actually have a couple little things going on at the website and i think it both neat and right to uh get you guys involved um we've got a little thing low bias monthly maybe you've heard about it maybe you've heard about it in this podcast maybe that's because i've talked about it in this podcast i'm no geographist but i can put two and two together um I'm thinking everybody should get involved with this low bias monthly stuff. If you, uh, there's nothing to stop you anyway, right? But if you hear us talking about, you know, what we're doing this month or whatever, and you think, hey, I've got a great game, that would go with that. Record it. Upload it. Come put it over at the forums. We'd love to see what you got. I think that would be neat and right. Um, also, as a another projecty kind of thing, um, Scarlet and Jade started this little knife edge deathmatch thing, um, in which they both played. Uh, it was Turtles Two, the arcade game, and you know, basically just kind of a we'll call it an exhibition match. You know, just just for fun. There's no real reward for winning or losing the challenge. There's, you know, it's just for fun. And we're thinking of doing some other things kind of like that. And um, the idea that has been most talked about so far um, has been 
a Super Metroid Knife Edge Deathmatch. But between all four of us, it would be kind of a race, and maybe we would have like a judging on points, you know, your completion time and your item collection, and blah, 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 blah. And I think it would be a lot of fun. Um, it was Jade's idea, and I think it's a great idea. Um, Scarlet has never really played Super Metroid. I think Ragnats has a little bit. I don't know if he's ever finished it. Jade has finished it. I have finished it. Of course, I've finished it for the internet like four different times. Um, and I think what what's great about this idea is you've got Jade, who kind of goes more for the completion-y kind of side of it, and me, who's like, bah, grapple beam, who needs it? Piece of junk. I don't even need that. I don't get the spring ball. I don't get the extra visor. I miss, like, half the missiles. I don't need it. Ain't, don't even care. Ain't nobody got time for item collection. Then we got Scarlet, who'd be like, how do I jump? This isn't first person. It's not even third person over the shoulder. Games are hard. Urgh. And then Ragnats, who I got no clue. Honestly, no clue what I would see in a Ragnats Let's Play of Super Metroid. And I think that would be fun. I personally think that would be a fun thing to watch. You guys like the idea. If you've got some ideas for some knife-edge death matches that um could be done similar. I mean, we don't want games that are going to be like... 40 hours long and take 800 videos. What's something, you know, you sit down and you finish. Maybe in one or two sittings. I know I can get through Super Metroid in about an hour. Um, if I'm just booking it. And I think for this challenge, I would even just go and sit and play it on the console. You know, I'll, I'll figure something out to record some commentary from the living room and just do it in there. Because I think that would be a lot of fun. You know, get a couple beers. Maybe maybe get some people over. Like, okay, guys, I haven't played Super Metroid. Everybody, shut up. Play with the cats. I don't know. Maybe get drunk and play Super Metroid for the Knife Edge Deathmatch. I like this idea. Maybe we should make a drinking game out of this. Speaking of, drinking game idea from a listener of the podcast... Go back and listen to the last episode, and every time I say Space Pirate, take a drink. In this episode, every time I say Knife Edge Deathmatch, take a drink. Restart the episode so you can catch up. Yeah, shoot us, shoot us some ideas, shoot us some info. A lot of people have been buzzing by the forums. A lot of people have been getting on the Facebook, and that is really, really cool. We want to hear from you, though. Say hi. You know, check check it out. Come to the forums if you're on the Facebook and say, Hey, how's it going? I'm this guy from the Facebook. And if you're on the forums but not on the Facebook, go to the Facebook. Say, Hey, I'm this guy from the Facebook. If you're on the Twitters, we're on the Twitters. We don't Twitters much because I don't think anyone's in charge of the Twitters. We need to put someone in charge of the Twitters. That's something that needs to happen. Anyway, um... Yeah, shoot us your ideas. We are always, always interested to hear what you guys want to see, want to do, think it'd be fun, whatever. This is not some, we are not the 1% of, of Let's Play communities. That's I think that's more of a something awful kind of thing. And I like the people at something awful. I just don't like something awful. That's scandalous, I know, but um, yeah, it just... What do you want, man? What do you want to see? 
What what do you think sounds like a great idea? I mean, we would do like Mario Party if we were all in the same state. We've talked about doing some four-player arcade game stuff, but scheduling is such a pain on that. And I don't even know just getting the networking and all that done would be such a hassle, I think, unless by some miracle we can get everything to work with Hamachi or something over Steam. I don't even know. So, uh, yeah, just just keep that in mind. I've, I'm trying to get them to play MMOs with me. I think the four of us playing Dungeon Fighter. Did you guys see that Dungeon Fighter stuff I put up a couple weeks ago? 2D side-scrolling beat-em-up MMO with a class system? I, I love it. I think it's great. It just combines like the best of everything for me. And if they would just download it and try it, even if they never played it ever, like I will make a brand new character just so we could all start at the same time. And just maybe once a week. I don't know when, because my week is so freaking busy. But um, it would just be fun to play, right? Anyway, uh, that's enough for this section. Let's move on to fun time now. Uh, side note, there may be one new episode of Batten Kaitos, Eternal Wings, and the Lost Ocean this weekend. I'm caught back up enough to where I think I can comfortably start recording some episodes again. If I can get another one or two episodes worth of commentary done, I will have a new episode up this weekend. Um, check the site for more information. Gonna gonna do something a little bit different um, in in this segment. Um, normally, I do like a review, review, or I do a D defend. I've done a D defend on this game already. Um, I've decided that I'm gonna find somebody to. We're gonna back this up, right? I I want to know. That I'm not just the only guy out there who thinks like this. So. I'm over Game Facts right now. Got it open on the screen. Listen. It's my mouse. My mouse scrolling away. And I'm looking at some reviews of Metroid Zero Mission. And I'm going to find some pretty low ones. And we'll take a look at it a bit. And see what's going on there. But I've noticed, sadly, most of these... 9 out of 10, 10 out of 10, but I am noticing from the titles, no one really understands or even agrees. Like, they, I, here's, here's a 9 out of 10 from D Jellybean, who I enjoy the work D Jellybean does. Psycho Penguin gave it a 10 out of 10. Um, Zylo the Wolf, remember? Remember Zylo? We did the thing him a while ago. It might have been just a review review. I don't remember. Uh, but I know the name Zyla the Wolf, and not just from the very fun game Shining Force, which you can find a Let's Play of at lowbiasgaming.net. Um, so, D Jellybean, Metroid Zero Mission is not simply a port of an original game. It's a completely new game designed from the ground up. 
Psycho Penguin, this isn't your dad's Metroid, and this isn't the typical Nintendo remake. Um, I saw another name, a new where to go, where to go. A great Metroid remake, that's what one says. A solid re-entry in the series, an outstanding update to the NES Metroid, though it still could have used more work. Still good enough for a 9 out of 10. Nearly perfect, could have used more work. Should have studied more and tried harder. If only all remakes were that good. Um, one of the better enhanced remakes in recent years. Samus's first mission isn't quite how you remember it. Short but oh so sweet. Not short enough if you ask me. Metroid Zero, why isn't this series stale yet? Say, this looks like an original Metroid. Is this a remake? You bet your sweet ass it is, and a good one at that. That is what we call a title that is too long. Click here to let me waste your time. Zero Mission looks nice, is quick fun, but nothing special. He gave it a five. Well, I'm assuming it's a he. It's Darth Lahan. Uh, Ashley Winchester. Zero Ingenuity. Mission Incomplete. I like this title. We're going to uh, control click that one. Um, but the one that's that's the lowest score... There's like four or five out of tens. And I mean, there are four five out of ten scores. I'm the one, two, three, four. Yeah. Um, there's some sixes, but there is a four out of ten. The Metroid series, A Slow Dying Animal by Couch Tomato. So now we have a decision Zero Ingenuity, Mission Incomplete. Sounds good to me. Or the Metroid series, A Slow Dying Animal. I'm actually thinking I'm going to go with the slightly better 5 out of 10. Zero Ingenuity, Mission Incomplete. Um, because I don't know if I specifically and especially agree that the Metroid series is a slow dying animal. It's It's kind of hit that weird... Teenage years of video games where they've like kind of done all the stuff already. Now they're trying to change it, make it a little new. It's kind of going through puberty and it doesn't quite know what it wants to be, you know? It had its weird, like, punky rocky phase when it did uh, Prime and decided it was going to be Halo and Prime 2. And then Prime 3 just like was weird but better than Prime 2. Um, it matured a bit. And other M was just like some weird hazy flashback kind of thing. I don't know. It's not... I don't consider Metroid to be a slowly dying animal, but I do think there needs to be some uh, refocusing, we will say. So, that said... Oh, there's a lot of talking in this one. <sighs> Come with me, beer. We are about to embark upon a journey, my friend. Metroid Zero Mission, a review by Ashley Winchester, entitled Zero Ingenuity, Mission Incomplete. This is also revised. This was originally posted uh, February 14th, 2004, and updated February 17th, in 2004. Beginning the review. Take a drink. Drinking game, by the way. 
Every time I say Metroid, um, take a drink. I don't have enough beer. So you may want to pause. Go out and get yourself some. Come back. Okay? I'll wait. Metroid 2 if I could find my Game Boy. <sighs> okay. You're back. Great. Point 1. I owned the Famicom Disk System when it was released in Japan. Point 2. I owned Metroid for the Famicom Disk System when it was released in Japan. Point 3. I own every Metroid game there is. Bragging? No. Seem like I am? Yes. Why? Simple. After spending a bit of time on the Metroid Zero Mission message board, one thing I came that came across more obvious than anything else, anyone who has a negative opinion about this game is instantly written off as a newbie by the prepubescent children that apparently populate this website. The same kids who throw around the world fanboy when I gave Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles a 5 out of 10. And the same types who rant over someone having a differing opinion regardless of how well supported it may be. I think we made the right choice. With this said and done, my score for Metroid Zero Mission, Zero Mission is quite intriguing when one considers I actually like it better than the recent Metroid Fusion. Why the lower score then? Simple. Metroid Fusion's faults were many and were noticeable. Nintendo had every opportunity to correct them all, and yet in the end seemingly did less than anyone expected, despite technically adding more. Confused? Keep reading. As not everyone reading this review may be familiar with the Metroid game series, allow me first to give a brief overview. Heralded by many as the game that started the open-ended exploration genre, see any of the Game Boy Advance Castlevania games, the original Metroid featured revolutionary gameplay for its time when it was released back in August of 1986, whereas other games dealt with pure start-to-finish side-scrolling elements, a la Super Mario Bros., Metroid put a new twist on them. Metroid took place in a giant planet, Zevus, and hence required open-ended exploratory gaming to complete it. The original game introduced a bunch of ideas which are now staples for the genre upgradable weapons and armor, multiple weapons and power-ups, tricky bosses, large areas, and a hub to link everything together. I agree with all of this, though I didn't think the bosses were tricky. The game itself was pure gold. Players explored giant tunnels, both horizontal and vertical, by opening various doors and bombing away the landscape to uncover. However, in a variety of locations, some easy to find and others not, were health power-ups, weapon power-ups, armor power-ups, etc. The game required the defeat of two main bosses before the path to the final boss would open up. 
but the catch was in order to reach either of the two main bosses, players would need to play retroactively. They would have to backtrack to previously explored locations after getting new power-ups. Only by fully exploring the planet Zebus could the resourceful gamer reach the diabolical mother brain and stop its plan to overtake the galaxy. Where most games end, however, Metroid did not. After defeating the mother brain, Samus then had a scant few minutes to escape from the planet before it exploded, a feat that required a truly skillful gamer to achieve. While the game itself is quite repetitive and retrospective, at the time, there was nothing else like it. I agree with all of that. Metroid was also the first video game to prominently feature a female as the lead character, something which no one actually discovered until they managed to achieve the best ending, wherein the presumed male, Samus Aran, removed his suit, and to everyone's surprise, revealed he was actually a woman. I agree with this, but I don't think you can say prominently featured when no one knew about it till they finished the game and didn't take forever. Following Metroid, Nintendo released a less well-received follow-up in, uh, in 1992 for the original Game Boy. Given a completely new setting and plot, the game functioned just as the original did, but with a somewhat less memorable environment. Nonetheless, Metroid 2 introduced even more power-ups for the hero, Samus Aran, to find. In 1994, Nintendo released Super, Metro- Super Metroid... I was I was combining words there. Super Metroid for the Super Famicom slash Nintendo. More a proper remake of the original game rather than an all-new one, Super Metroid once again saw Samus returning to the planet Zebus, with gameplay, graphics, and gaming vastly superior to not only the previous two series installments, but as even many gaming magazines believe, superior to any game made at that point. And arguably, any game made since then. I liked Metroid 2 just fine. I thought it was a bit too linear, though. That was my only problem with it. For nearly a decade, the world clamored for another game in the series, but Nintendo would hear none of it. Instead, catering to the masses with crap like the money-grabbing Mario Party Tennis Golf series instead. That's not Mario Party Tennis Golf, it's Mario Party slash Tennis slash Golf. Then, for whatever reason, Nintendo had the intelligence to let someone work on a new Metroid game. Though we weren't all shocked when it became known that the developer was an unheard-of American studio... And what more, they were making a 3D Metroid in the form of a first-person shooter, no less. As luck would have it, though, the game released and was a huge hit, winning over even the most skeptical gamers, such as myself, who vehemently believed the premise would never work. Released simultaneously, Nintendo of Japan produced Metroid Fusion, a 2D installment for the Game Boy Advance. Unfortunately, whereas Prime was well-developed and took quite a bit of time to complete, Fusion despite some good ideas, was a pithy, linear adventure that basically defied the entire pedigree series in its inception. Note, you cannot have an open-ended exploratory game if it's linear to a fault. It is here, a little over a year passing since the release of Prime Infusion, that we have arrived at Metroid Zero Mission. A game designed to depict excuse me, the original installment in a slightly modified manner, as well as bring it up to date with more current practices. Uh, I agree with pretty much all of that. Prime's pretty good, and I thought it was going to suck. 
There is a growing number of gamers, myself included, who have lost their patience with Nintendo and the crap it pulls. No, I'm not talking about the really stupid mistakes like the Virtual Boy, or as I see it, the upcoming Nintendo DS as well. Heck, this time, I'm not even talking about the horrible support for the GameCube or Nintendo 64 during its heyday. I'm referring, of course, to the shameless and pathetic cashing-in process which takes no effort at all, commonly known as porting games. Let's face it, Nintendo has more ports on the Game Boy Advance than it does original ones. Metroid Zero Mission is what one could call an enhanced port, a remake if you will. It's the original Metroid game only updated and retrofitted with all the luxuries more known to the series such as super missiles, super bombs, huge bosses, etc. Basically, Super Metroid stuff. So let's see, Nintendo actually puts some effort into a port, a la Kirby, and hence deserves a pat on the back. I feel like this person may be my spiritual twin. But not really. In fact, not at all. What's my problem? For starters, the game is far too easy. The original Metroid is a difficult game, something oddly characteristic of just about any bit title for whatever reason that might be. Sure, there isn't that much to do in it, but the Famicom Metroid took quite a while to beat the first time because of difficult bosses, backtracking, problem solving, and everything else. Metroid Zero Mission is already in trouble since there isn't a single new aspect to its gameplay, meaning that anyone who's even so much as picked up a previous installment in the series is readily aware that certain secrets are uncovered via bombing walls, certain areas are reached via new abilities, and certain bosses are destroyed via returning later on. There is nothing new here. Nothing whatsoever. Strike one. Going beyond that, however, Zero Zero Mission is far less confusing than its impressive original because of not only a detailed world map, but because, just as with Fusion, the game will hold your hand, and thus the player always knows where the next location to go is. Strike two. Finally, let it also be known that when the player first begins the game, only easy and normal difficulties are available for selection. Sure, hard mode opens up after completing the game once, but who even cares? You're playing through the exact same material the second time around, regardless of what difficulty you select. Strike three. I agree with all of that. Hard mode becomes redundant, because by the time you've beat it on normal, you're pretty much good to go, and hard mode would just be normal by then anyway. Moving on, we now come to the game itself, namely its brevity. While Metroid Zero Mission is arguably longer than its forefather, the end result is still just plain pathetic. It doesn't matter if you're a series veteran or brand new to gaming in general. The Zero Mission takes less than four hours to complete. Is it just me or is there something wrong with this? Something wrong with Nintendo's charging $30 for a game which can be finished in the time it takes someone to watch a movie or two. Something wrong with spending time to completely remake a game and yet slacking off on the actual planning and development. The ironic part is that Zero Mission actually has an entirely new area which is arguably longer than most any location in the first part of the game, and the game takes under 4 hours to complete even with this new area included. And so the retaliatory comments begin. You obviously don't know how to play the game, noob. The Metroid series have always been short, and besides, the real fun is replaying them to get better endings and more secrets. 
Well, you know what? It sure fooled me. I was under the false impression that any respectable, develop, respectable developer would make sure their product had content to speak for its length, not artificial garbage tacked on which serves to encourage players to run the exact same maze again, only for a different flavored treat at the end. Look, it's somewhat fun to run around a decently designed map and uncover upgrades, but it's another to revolve entirely around them. And seriously, I begin to wonder just who it is that has no qualms over the game's pithiness. The decent people who paid good money to get a short game, or a bunch of pirates who stole the intellectual property, and hence are satisfied with the end result. Moreover, the multiple endings that Nintendo offers as the bait for multiple replays are all dependent on the player's completion rate, so the game becomes a giant experiment in who can develop the most hardcore skills that can not only complete it as quickly as possible, but also get every last upgrade as well. Yeah, that's what I call fun, redoing the same exact thing over and over and over. You call that replay? I call it a sucker taking in the bait, swallowing it whole, and asking for more. Since when is rushing through a game as quickly as possible actually considered an acceptable way to play a video game? There are people who bash me because I rush through the Final Fantasy games and only take 23 hours to complete them instead of the 40 hours which normal, sane gamers all apparently take. I agree with all of this. I can finish a Final Fantasy game in nothing flat, but there's no fun in that. How about this one instead, Nintendo? Add some new areas, as in more than one. As in stop porting games for a second and spend more than a weekend on those which actually have potential. This is not an 8-bit Nintendo. This is not an 8-bit Game Boy. This is not two decades ago when game storage was seemingly non-existent and hence games had a legitimate claim for their occasionally short length. There is no excuse why Metroid Zero Mission is as short as it is, even with the new area taken into consideration. There is no reason you needed to rush this game out to stores in February when spending an extra month or so and adding more to it would have only helped your cause. Next up, anything new? Namely, that there isn't anything to speak of. However, everything old rehashed. Zenrail's anyone else getting just a bit tired of getting the same power-ups again and again in each Metroid game? Is anyone else getting a bit tired of Nintendo's lack of any creativity whatsoever in this department? We're talking about Metroid, a series with an extremely few number of installments under its belt. Not the Endless Rockman franchise. How is Zero Mission any different than Fusion was? It's not. Heck, even the GBA Castlevania games have different gameplay systems in each of them, so as not to become too redundant. Sure, it's great to get this attack and that weapon, but haven't we all done this in the last game, and the game before that, and before it as well? Now let's take the feature opened up upon completion of the game, the original NES Metroid. Yeah, that's sure cool, except for the fact that Metroid Prime had this exact same feature. Some may give Nintendo props for giving fans a portable version of the classic, but I say it's nothing more than a cheap and now hackneyed gimmick, once again designed to allay buyer's anger over the actual game's length. We're paying for a new game here, not some still coding nearly two decades old. Where are the areas from Super Metroid, which also took place in Zebus? Where are the power-ups from Super Metroid, such as the X-ray visor or grappling hook? Why is where is anything to offer us as proof that you spent more than a weekend thinking about what to add in this new remade game? And while I'm at it, my ranting about lack of new stuff and all, how about the plot? 
At this point, I'm wholly convinced that Nintendo's writing slash scenario department is about as old as the consumers who buy its Pokemon crap, since I've yet to see anything come from Nintendo that didn't have a plot which can be summed up in one sentence. The worst part of all is that Zero Mission actually has a lot of potential for a decent plot, and yet, as with every other aspect of the game, Nintendo simply forgoes any development of it. Though the game seeks to detail the first mission of Bounty Hunter Samus Aran instead of actually telling us a story, it leaves the work up to a series of still pictures, which oddly enough, take linking the game to Metroid Fusion to unlock and understand, to do what any de decent developer would have told the player in mo a more readily accessible fashion, like say, in-game cutscenes. Heck, even Fusion had some, and thus more of the issue. Why make an inferior game to an already flawed attempt. So what was that bit I mentioned earlier about liking the game more than Metroid Fusion? Well, it's simple. The main problem with Metroid 5, as the game referred to itself, was its Final Fantasy X level linearity. Final Fantasy X, for you uh, purists. <laughs> the game held the player's hand throughout the entire thing. Metroid Zero Mission does it as well, but to a noticeably lesser extent, and thus I like it more than Fusion for that reason alone. Unfortunately, because all the other issues at hand, length, lack of originality, etc., the game actually becomes a worse experience in the end, especially when one considers the simple fact that there was no reason Nintendo needed to remake the original Metroid. In fact, many of the problems with Zero Metroid may stem from having such a narrow parameter to work with in terms of what could be added, Parameters which would not have arisen should Nintendo decide to make a new game instead of porting an old one. Why go even waste the time and effort to rehash the original Metroid when there's so much potential for a brand new installment? It's not like fans didn't get to play the game via Metroid Prime. I agree. We could have had a brand new game instead of this. You know, the more I think about it, the more the Metroid series exists in direct parallel to Konami's Castlevania series. Point A. Great looking visuals. Without a doubt, the Metroid series has fantastic graphics that has always, have always pushed the boundaries of a console's capabilities. Zero Mission is no different, though in all honesty, it looks a tad worse than Fusion, and hence provides for a solid experience, at least as far as viewing goes. The same can be said about the Castlevania series and its GBA brethren as well. Bosses are simply a dream come true, especially as they have weaknesses which require exploiting in, or exploiting in order to destroy them. Point B. Zero plot. To put it simply, there is no plot in the Metroid series that can't be summed up in one sentence. While undoubtedly result in an exclusively single-player experience with no character interaction whatsoever, it is high time for Nintendo to wake up and see that not all of its customers are under parental supervision and hence expect a bit more of a plot. Confuses me how a game with such high production values as Metroid is just left to drift when it comes to plot. It is especially annoying in pertinence to Zero Mission as the entire point of this game was to explain Samus's first mission, yet this never occurred specifically. With all these cutscenes Nintendo puts into Zero Mission, and Fusion as well, You'd think they could add some actual plot twists or such. Heck, I'd even take a surprise-like ending of Metroid 2 at this point. Need I even comment on the Castlevania series, which aside from the latest GBA release, perhaps running parallel to Metroid Fusion, has had the exact same plot since day one. I assume, um, 
Oh, wait. I assume that the reader or the writer means uh, Aria of Sorrow. I don't know for sure. Point C. One large open area to explore. I've always wondered why it is that the Metroid series cannot expand itself to other planets or locations. Granted, Super Metroid and Metroid Prime both start off on a location different from the proper game. It's just not a real area, rather an introductory one. Is it too much to ask that more time be spent on developing more areas? Heck, I spent 90% of my time playing Metroid Fusion under the impression the game was going to start after Samus left that stupid space station. Zero Mission was somewhat surprising that the game does not end when one thinks it will, but the new area isn't really as new as one would expect. It's still connected to the first one. Why can't we get an entirely new planet after finishing the first one? At least the Castlevania games of late have featured inverted castles, which actually extended the playtime. Why can't Metroid try something like this? Sure, it's a shoddy way of extending the game, but it's a hell of a lot better than just ending it and making the players rush through a second time for new stuff. I just don't get the why the world map screen is so huge, and yet only 25% of it actually has content. Reader's note here, um, Prime 3 lets you do that. Other planets, I mean. But still, it's kind of dumb. Point D, great music. Without a doubt, the music in Zero Mission is fantastic, from the incredibly remixed original themes to the all-new ones. There's clear indication that the team responsible for Metroid sound programming is at the top of their game. It's actually quite impressive to think back at how old the Metroid series is and consider that the oral side of it is still just as new today as it was then. In fact, as with the Castlevania series, I'd actually wager the music compositions are only getting better as time goes on. Point E, incredibly short playtime. The biggest letdown of either game series, really. There's no reason why even a casual gamer can finish Metroid Zero Mission in such a short time. It's understandable if a game takes 10 to 15 hours complete and more advanced players beat it in half of that, but with Zero Mission, one can take all the time they want and still have the ending appear before the timer even reaches 4 or 5 hours. There's just no reason for this, and it's time Nintendo wakes up and smells reality. People expect more in the year 2004 than they did in the year 1986. Either hire more programmers, give the game staff more time to work, or just leave them alone entirely. But something has to be done about this. Why can I beat a game within hours of purchasing it, and in one sitting no less? It is not a testament to how fun the product is, so much as a representation of how shoddy the developer was in designing it. I never played Zero Mission before my Let's Play of it. Maybe it's just like a few minutes to see how bad it was going to be. I basically did a blind Let's Play of Zero Mission in about four hours. No kidding. Point F. Far too much catering to obsessive compulsiveness instead of normal gamers. Directly tied into Aspect 6, this goes hand in hand with the short length. Both Konami and Nintendo seem to feel that it's perfectly acceptable to make a short game if there are hidden items and power-ups to find. Yeah, it's all fine and dandy, but once you finish a game, that's it. You don't need any more power-ups, you don't need any more hidden items. Once most of the gamers finish a product, they're done with it. Only the more obsessive ones actually desire to go back and find everything. With this said, there's a clear lack of catering towards those of us who don't have these kinds of behaviors. But even for those who want 100%, wouldn't you like to be able to achieve it in more areas? Wouldn't you like to explore new places with their own secrets? Adding more to these games would help everyone out. Uh, beer break. Ah. 
Unlike the Castlevania series, however, it's missing quite a number of things as well. Point A, many bosses. Whereas Castlevania games feature an impressive number of bosses, the Metroid games do not. Zero Mission was especially disappointing in that the seemingly featureless features less bosses, ah, seemingly features less bosses than any Metroid game in recent memory. In fact, Nintendo removed some of the mini-bosses from the original Metroid, just thus making the game seem even shorter. The other problem with Zero Mission is that the bosses that are here in the game can be destroyed far too easily. Again, the game needed a higher difficulty level, or at least hard mode selectable at the onset. Ridley was a joke. Great was a joke. Meta Ridley was a joke. Mother Brain was slightly more annoying because of the arena. Hard mode should have been an option from the beginning. Multiple characters to replay the game as. This is point B. This may be solely on my part, but I'd like to see an additional character as a met- in a Metroid game, even if they can only be played on replay mode. I'm talking about playing as Metroid and Kirby or as Richter in Symphony of the Night. In fact, I'd actually be somewhat satisfied if Nintendo would implement this, even if the game and locations were kept as short as they are now. At least that would change something about the game in terms of replay. As it stands now, the only difference between your first game and your fifth will be the amount of time it takes you to rush through it. Yeah, a lot of the GBA and even DS Castlevania games now will have a code to let you play as other people. Try Julius mode, it's a lot of fun. Point C. Gameplay that doesn't involve shooting monsters. Here we go, actually. While I will commend Nintendo for adding stealth to Zero Mission, and arguably to Fusion as well, it's only but one step which much must be taken to improve the series. Why not add more areas which require expertise use of abilities, such as the insanely difficult triangle jump sections in Super Metroid? I don't know. Oh, I don't know what the hell they're talking about. I'm sorry, but in my honest opinion, <laughs> in my honest opinion, wow, that's not even half a beer, folks. Uh, I am not doing well. This is just tiredness at this point. In my honest opinion, there was no way Zero Mission could ever be a successful remake because Nintendo had already made one. Super Metroid, for all intents and purposes, was nothing more than a rehash of the original Metroid with a slightly altered plot. This did not stop Nintendo from adding huge new environments, many new monsters, new gameplay tricks, new weapons, new concepts, new bosses, and much more. Furthermore, Super Metroid actually took an acceptable time to complete and provide ample challenge the first time through. As I see it, Super Metroid provided enough new additions as to pass every one of the complaints made about this game. While it was by no means perfect, there were enough new elements that it made it stand out from both Metroid 1 and 2. It's no surprise why so many people call Super Metroid the number one game of all time, and without a doubt, that Nintendo that created it was a company on top of its game. Zero Mission represents the Nintendo of 2004, a sinking ship that is so desperately clinging onto what once made it successful that it is incapable of experimentation out of fear of being shunned by the blasé, simplistic user base which it seems to cater towards. How about a little less nostalgia for the 20th anniversary of the Famicom and a bit more focus on your lamentable, pathetic situation of today? In fact, let's start with why your 128-bit GameCube costs as much as your 32-bit handheld Game Boy. 
In the end, one must truly reconsider le the legitimacy of Metroid Zero Mission. Out of thin air, Nintendo informs the public that it's remaking the original Metroid, and then out of nowhere releases it. Too many questions remain unanswered. Why remake the original Metroid again? Why not add more new areas to it? Why not make the gameplay changes or modifications? Why not borrow some ideas from Capcom's Rockman Zero games? Would it kill the series to have weapons that grow in power the more they're used? Why not add a proper story? Why not make the game longer? Why not make it as deep as Super Metroid or Metroid Prime? Why not? Seems to me that Zero Mission does nothing more than raise questions when it was in fact supposed to answer them. I don't know about you, but this game is a true disappointment, and it's quite upsetting. So many years pass by without any word from the Metroid universe, then an American development studio creates the phenomenal Metroid Prime, followed by Nintendo of Japan churning out soulish garbage, truly seeking to cash in on the reintroduction of the series. Metroid Fusion, and especially Zero Mission, despite being acceptable series installments, really seem to exemplify everything that needs to be updated with the Metroid series, if it is to remain legitimate. If Zero Mission represents the beginnings of Samus Aran, I'm sure as hell scared to find out just how badly her future adventures will be, should they continue along this line. Is Metroid Zero Mission, Zero Ingenuity, Mission Incomplete, the revised version. Review by Ashley Winchester, uh, reviewer score 5 of 10, originally posted February 14th, 2004, and updated... February 17th, 2004. And my god, that was a lot of reading. That was longer than the rest of the podcast put together. Um, I agree with pretty much all of that. I wish I could have gotten this closer to, you know, 2004 instead of here 11 years later. But yeah, um, having finally just played through the whole game just a month ago, I, I can pretty much agree with everything in this. I'm a bit too much of a Nintendo fanboy to stomach all of the well geez nintendo what the hell are you doing god why don't you make a fun game for a change jeez because nintendo makes good games nintendo makes fun games but like everybody that makes good games bad games get made once in a while too it just happens um and it's really sad when the worst of those games become the most popular one you know i don't know these are pretty popular games fusion and zero mission damned if i know why I thought Zero Mission was dumb. I mean, I agree with pretty much everything that was said in the review. Uh, they gave it a 5. I probably would have given it a 4. Um, because I'm a little harsher on it, I guess. Uh, because I don't look at it quite so much as, a, well, it could have been and it should have been. Even though in my D-Defend, that's very much what I did do. Um, just taking the game on its own merits... Yeah, I I have had no desire to pick it up and play it again at all. I've went through it. It took me about... I can finish the original Metroid in a little over an hour. I think I can finish Metroid 2. Well, actually, let's go look. Let's, let's go look. I have Let's Plays. Let's go to my Let's Play hard drive. Metroid. Five parts. Uh, this one... 2 hours, 11 minutes, 36 seconds. That's just a normal playthrough, 100%ing the game. If I'm just sitting and playing, shave about an hour off that. Metroid 2 took me 2.5 hours. Again, that was doing absolutely everything. Getting all the weapons, all the items, 100%ing the thing. 
Super Metroid. Where where you at? Where you at? My Super Metroid Let's Play. Uh, this one, again, kind of going for more of a full experience kind of thing. Doing more than I normally would have done in a playthrough. 2.52. 2 hours, 52 minutes. And the challenge Nakatalili did took 4 hours. Um, but that's because I was dumb and trying to do a lot of really ridiculous sequence breaking and getting all the items. Um, but those are games that I know, like, pretty much inside and out. If I were to sit down and just play them, I could play through the entire Metroid series. At least the 8 and 16-bit ones in, in an afternoon. You know, that's not a big deal. Doing Zero Mission completely and totally blind took me just as long as someone who, you know, had probably played it a couple of times. It took me four hours. Probably should have looked at that too. Let's go look. Doop, 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 doop. Zero mission. Bam. Uh, this says 524.23, but there was a lot of chit chat at the end of that. <coughs> but I know my end game time was, was like four hours, four and a half hours, I think. So. Yeah, I'm I'm actually gonna see what else. Ashley Winchester. Wow, fifty-four reviews and twenty-seven codes for eight different games. Mother three Batten Kaitos, Eternal Wings in the Lost Ocean. I'm let's playing that right now. There's no codes for that, you silly. Namco character. Um, oh, yeah, I found most of those. Yeah, I've gotten three of those, I think. Anyway, um, Ashley has done some DS game reviews WarioWare Touched, Gunbare Goemon, Boktai for the Game Boy Advance, Final Fantasy IV Advance. Oh, oh, I think is my favorite reviewer. Final Fantasy IV Advanced. Four score and seven hours to make. Four out of ten. Aww. Pet you monitor. I'm just pretend I'm stroking the side of Ashley's face. I don't know what gender Ashley is, but yes, we are friends now. Fusion got a six. Zero Mission got a five. Mother 1 and 2 got a ten. I have problems with Mother 1 and 2. We might talk about that someday. Turtle Wings in the Lost Ocean, nine out of ten. Uh, Crystal Chronicles, 5 out of 10. Mario Kart Double Dash. Metroid Prime, 10 out of 10. Mario Sunshine, 7 out of 10. Beautiful Joe, 8 out of 10. Wind Waker, 10 out of 10. Uh, Sailor Moon game for the Genesis. Chrono Cross for the PlayStation. Dirge of Cerberus got a 6 out of 10. Kingdom Hearts. Aww. No, don't. I was so, I was so on your side. I take back my tender face rubs now. You don't give Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2 10 out of 10. That's wrong. That's wrong. There was a Nightmare Before Christmas game on the PS2. Oh my goodness. Some Wii games. Wonder Swan Color. Rockman. EXE WS. Dino Crisis 3. I'm going to say, I, I agree with most of what... A. Winchester has said. Um, 
Look them up on GameFAQs if you want to see some of our reviews from this person. I, I thought that was really well done, really nicely written and laid out. Um, I hope you enjoyed listening to me talk about it for 40 minutes. make me crazy hello welcome to this section of the podcast news of the weird in which i read the news of the weird compiled by chuck shepherd all rights reserved copyright 1999 to 2001 yeah he just goes and gets it and puts it on a website and then i read it to you with my dulcet podcast voice tones and there's no there's no tweaking of the EQ here. I want you to know that. I'm looking at my board right now. We are 12 o'clock. That's right. 12 o'clock. In March, offensive lineman, offensive and offensive lineman, John Urschel of the Baltimore Ravens added to his curriculum of Vitae by co-authoring the latest of his several peer-reviewed academic articles a cascadic multigrid algorithm for computing the filder vector of graph a lap la science. Right? Yeah, I think that's right. Uh, yeah, I, I before you accept after I remember that Charlie Brown cartoon. Um, in the Journal of Computational Mathematics, if Urschel can understand and even advance ten tangled obtuse formulas, which use familiar numbers like 1, 2, and 3, and Greek letters such as phi, lambda, and sigma, lots of sigmas, why is he a football player? He asked himself on the Players' Tribune website. There is a rush you get when you go out on the field, he says, and physically dominate the player across from you. He also added, I love hitting people. I remember hearing about this when it came out, and it was like a big deal, but are athletes supposed to not be smart? I, I think it's cool. Man's got a published paper. Great. I mean, peer-reviewed published papers are even harder because most of these scientific journals are just like eat up anything just to say, oh, we have a published thing from this guy who did another thing. It's so funny. Anyway, we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about art? Question mark? The National Gallery of Australia hosted a special series of tours where James Turrell, a retrospective in early April, in which all guests were nude. The tours were staged by Australian artist Stuart Ringholt, who introduced the concept earlier at the Museum of Contemporary Art and was nude himself for the Terrell Show, though other gallery staff remained closed. The post-tour cocktail reception was also in the nude. Mm. Um, speaking of Australia... A little weird down there. I don't know if you've you know, maybe you've seen this somewhere, but they're a little strange. Um, the Australian abstract expressionist Alida Andre began painting professionally at age nine months, said her parents, and by 22 months had her own exhibit at Melbourne's Brunswick Street Gallery. And by age four, the paintbrush-armed toddler had enjoyed a $24,000 sale. She has now also distinguished herself as an artist of another type while explaining her approach. 
In April, the now eight-year-old told news.com.au, I interpret my style of painting as a magic, abstract universe. It doesn't sit in one tiny sphere in all realism. It goes out and explores the world. She acknowledged seeing things, like rabbits, that an eight-year-old might, but pointed out that she also sees the cosmos. I just feel free. I don't feel locked up in a tiny world, said the tiny child. Said the wee tot, wait a minute, what in March two men serving time for anti-gay murders became the first same-sex couple allowed to get married behind bars in Britain at the full Sutton prison in East Yorkshire. The romance blossomed after the two men, Mark Goodwin, 31, serving life, and pedophile Mikhail Galatinov, 40, who was eligible for release sooner, met at the prison library. And the wedding party included four relatives of the two killers. I think I just had a stroke. Let's end this on a happier note. Well, marriage, I guess, is happy. Gate marriage, that's cool, too. Uh, life in prison for murder and pedophilia, not high on my list of nice things. Um, in January, the principal of W.F. Burns Middle School in Valley, Alabama. There's a town in Alabama called Valley. <sighs> Sent home a letter to parents with her suggestions on how to train students in the event an active shooter breaks into the classroom. I thought this was supposed to be happy. In order not to be sitting ducks for the intruder, each child was asked to be armed with an 8-ounce canned food item to toss at any potential spree killer. The can is designed to give the student a sense of empowerment in the face of extreme danger, the principal told WHNT-TV of Huntsville, but acknowledged that this is a sensitive topic. Hi, phone. You have great timing. Quick, quick, eight school children, school children, room of school children. We are on lockdown. There's a crazy man with a gun shouting about freedom, liberty, and love of Ronald Reagan. Have your cans of French cut green, sorry, freedom cut green beans at the ready. Only you can stop this man, children. Only you. Christ. Thank you so much for joining me on this week's episode of Electric Leftovers. Um, just a friendly little reminder, you can find all past versions of the show for your streaming and downloading pleasure at lowbiasgaming.net in the forums in the podcast section. You can also find episodes of the show at podcastgarden.com slash podcasts slash electric leftovers. Or just go there and search for electric leftovers. That'll work too. By the way... You have been listening to this podcast. Uh, thank your ears for just a minute. Just say, thank you, ears. Couldn't have done it without you. And it's true. You couldn't have listened without your ears. 
that would be strange. Um, so I hope to see you next week, and it would be just like throwing cans of freedom cut green beans at potential gunmen. If you'd agree to join with me next time. Alrighty, thank you very much. Uh huh.